What's up, everybody? It's Chad from Ask Chad Grass Logic. I'm here again with Ashley from Gringo, New Mexico, hey, a cannabis hey. dispensary here in uh, New Mexico, southern New Mexico. Let's be specific here. Um, we're here again with a second episode of Ask Chad Grass Logic Thursday, around the same time. We're a little late today, but don't worry, we did the show. Um, <laughs> Ashley joined me again this week. She did such a great job last week that you know we had her on again. She brought a couple of great new things to talk about some um some great studies from here in new mexico but we'll talk about a little about that a little more later so keep on listening to figure that out um first off um thank you again for you know joining us yeah. for the people who are tuning in they're new go ahead and you know tell them who you are thank you so much for having me back yes. uh, again my name is ashley martinez i work at uh, gringo new mexico we're located right across the street from chick-fil-a on Loman. loman uh, avenue loman, loman. Huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> so and you know, I want to make sure you guys are following us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, because that's my job. I do all of the video content creating. So it's really fun. I'm really proud of my work. Um, I have a really great team that helps me with static images. And right now we're actually doing some really fun giveaways. So if you guys tag us or share any of our information that you find on social media, if you come in and let us know and show us, we give you something a little extra special. So totally yeah. worth checking out. Yeah, totally guys. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, give them a tag, give them a shout out, head on over and you know, maybe I'll try it just in case I probably can't do that. <laughs> I, I've actually checked out, you know, the social media stuff that you do. And yeah, it's really good stuff, really good content yeah. and everything. You know, I saw that, you know, I, I tagged you and you tagged me back in the post. Yeah. So that was really nice of you. And, you know, I really appreciate that. So, you know, getting you guys out there in the word, I've been seeing more, you know, buildings and stuff and science oh, from absolutely. you guys. So, you know, it's great to see. So, um, yeah, I appreciate that. And, you know, thanks for the update on Gringo and everything yeah, and, you know, you. getting the word out. So uh, with that being said, guys, we're going to go on go ahead and go on with the show. Last last episode, we talked about Gringo, what they're about, their history, how they got started. So if you guys want to check that out, go ahead and go to the last episode and check it out. Ashley joining me on that one as well. Um, she did a great job. It was the first time doing it. So you know, props <laughs> to that. Um, so we'll go ahead and go in with it. Um, go ahead and check that episode out. And uh, we'll go right in. So as you guys know, the legislative session is going and wrong you know there's bills pouring in all the time i try to check about every day to see what kind of bills are going in um right now as it for cannabis you know there's like some tax stuff just clarifying some tax stuff where it's going i think i mentioned that the last time however this time around um looks like they're going to try to change the cra but it hasn't really been introduced yet so it's not however what is official is senator or tz pino um introduced a bill that would actually change the medical cannabis card requirements so until is it's taking out the requirement for you to see your doctor every year. We already know that the card is good for three years and I believe it's staying in your market. And you don't have to go here to see the doctor still like it was before when you had to get a new card every year. So now you get to keep the three-year card, but also you have to keep the relationship with the doctor. So meaning that you have to see him periodically. Um, he'll have to check in with you, but you don't have to report that to the state. I believe that'll be at the end when you're, you know, reapplying and everything. So that's really good for, you know, cannabis cardholders. Oh, you know? absolutely. Because, you know, since they're seeing it go from you had to do it every year. And then we went and we pushed for it to go to every three years. But they're still like, well, every three years, but you still got to see the doctor. It's pretty much like you have to get a renewal, but you just kept the card. And right. so I think they're kind of like, okay, well, that was a little dumb. So we're going to go back. We're not going to see the doctor <laughs> every year. And you just kept the card. That was the only it's three years. Whenever that expires, you have 30 days to renew, et cetera, et cetera. So that's really good. So patient card holders out there, contact your representatives and make sure you let them know that this is a great positive change for the medical cannabis program. Some of you now let's see that this is going to stick the way that this is. This bill still has to go to several different um, committees 
And then from there, it can get hacked, stuff can get added, and it can totally die in any of those committees. And it could die on the, if it passes those committees on the floor, um, the Senate or the House, depending on where it is and where. So keep that in mind. So this isn't like a for sure thing. This is just something that's just like. So and keep that in mind, too, that the governor can still veto. Any, so just because something passes doesn't mean that she's going to guarantee sign it. So just keep that in mind, too. But this is something good to see that they're still thinking about the medical cannabis program and the patients, because in most states that do go, that's something that goes first thing that suffers. I mean, have you seen that, you know, firsthand just in the industry so far? I know I've heard it a lot from people who have been existing uh, medical patients. And I, I think that it's a demographic that needs to be protective, protected, yeah. excuse me. So I hope, hope we don't go that way. We're yeah. supposed to lead by example, right? Yeah, definitely. In oh. New Mexico, we do that, but just people forget we're here. So it's all right. Man. <laughs> we still lead by example anyway. Um, you know, and I hope that we can continue doing that because we've kind of been doing that. You know, like I said, the last episode, you know, we've got props from CEOs of, you know, like WeMaps and stuff like that, that, you know, great job for our adult use program. And I, I agree, you know, we've done it, you know, a lot better than certain other states. I've been to Washington you know, they didn't have home grows for a while. Their taxes are still a little bit ridiculous. Um, you come to New Mexico, our taxes are a little bit better. We've had home grows since the start, even on the meta size. It is to see that, that we're doing something right. Hopefully we can continue that with something like this. And we don't forget the medical cannabis patients because we're the ones who, excuse me, medical cannabis patients are the ones, I'm not the only medical patient, <laughs> are the ones who pioneered this um, program too. The ones who were the ones who came up with all these ideas, you know, the consumption lounges that came from the side. Um, and there was only one dispensary in the whole state that had a medical cannabis uh, consumption lounge up north. It wasn't until Seoul came around that had the one here in this one. So it's really good that they're really thinking about us because we thought we we're going to be left in the dust. Yeah. Because historically, yeah, every, pretty much every, medical cannabis program dies after legalization. So it's really great to see that, you know, we're, we're still up and on it. So with that being said, guys, we're going to move on. Uh, I got that all day about medical cannabis, medical cannabis patients, you know, what's happened in the, in the industry and everything. Um, but for another, another day, so much about so much more to update you guys about. And I want to get to Ashley's really great study that she found. Uh, because it could affect some of us, you know, every day, or it could affect some of you listening right now. Um, second of all, is uh, Northern New Mexico College is going to be offering some college courses to medical professionals. And I think that's a really, really great progressive thing for any college to do, you know, especially small college, you know, starting there. And maybe you will pick. I, I hope so. I, yeah. think, um, I think this is an incredible opportunity for young medical professionals and even, you know, older medical professionals mm -hmm. that are. You know, because Western medicine, I think we're kind of infamous for band-aiding mm -hmm. a lot of, yeah. you know, chronic illnesses instead of finding root. And I know me personally, when I got into herbalism, I was really shocked at mm -hmm. the lack of um, nutrition education that doctors were required to have. Really? And I mean, yeah, it's, it's not a requirement in, oh, wow. in medical school. Yeah, it's kind of alarming, you know, when you yeah, go and you want to discuss nutrition related elements or things that could be healed or believe, you know, just proper diet, nutrition and exercise. And your doctor doesn't know a whole lot about it. Not to say that they're all, that. there's yeah. a ton of amazing providers, but I think this is just insanely profoundly wonderful for people that want to embrace it and take advantage of trying to figure out how to heal their patients yeah. holistically. And 
So Definitely. I'm really excited about what you found there. No, I am too. You know, this is really huge. And it's not just for like, you know, college students, you know, people who are going to be medical professionals. This is for current medical professionals. So don't get it twisted. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's for people who are already in the, in, uh, in that industry. And I think it's great because I've, you know, experienced some misconceptions when it comes to some, you know, medical doctors, nursemen, experience so who are paid in our also used um and who are also very pro cannabis but you know there's the two sides and i think that both sides need to come together and look at the science because in the yes. end these minerals are medicines need to look at and you know the science before they um, start looking at the reefer madness ads from back in the day <laughs> so yeah I, I think this is something great and something really progressive and you know it starts here in new mexico and it starts to bleed out in the rest of the nation so once this you know gets out and gets word and more people kind of have um, an idea that this is going on in New Mexico, I think that it'll, it'll blow up. What about you? I hope so. I, I thought of our versus of how accessible um, naturopathic medicine and holistic mm -hmm. healing is available to us. And I yeah. don't know if it's because you know, we're in the desert and it's groovy out here to begin with, or, or if we just give off that kind of vibe. But I would love to see this just spread through our nation like wildfire. I think it'd be amazing. Oh, dude, I, I agree 100% too. You know, and um, because these courses they've brought up and they've thought up or, you know, very well thought out and there isn't a lot of misleading information in it too. So I guess only time will tell and we'll see what happens and what comes from it. And if you're one of these students um, that are going to, that's going to be attending this, if you could reach out to me and let me know how it goes throughout the, the course, I would love to hear what they're teaching you guys. You know, I don't have to report or any curious about it. Maybe I'll report it in the end, you know, what really what they did. So it's just something that'd be really great to be a part of. So um, again, Thank you, Northern New Mexico College. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're getting to the legislation. One of the other bills that was introduced, and I'm not too sure um, who introduced it, but the bills, and there's two of them actually, um, it's going to ban smoking in racinos. And what that means, it doesn't specifically this. Um, right now, the way that the CRA is written is it's kind of along the same lines as the, um, the Clean Air Indoor Use Act. And so within that is you can smoke in racinos and what they're doing is just making it to at racinos. And that means it's a racing casino, like a horse racing casino. Um, they have one down here, you know, in Sunland park and on the New Mexico side, we have one here. Um, I think there's one in Rio Doso they're, you know, they're all over the state. And so I don't know if it's a problem. The most of the ones I've been into smoking. I don't, so. I don't think I've ever walked through a cloud of anything. Yeah. Um, at a racino. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I, I can't say that this is an issue at all. Um, yeah. And I can't say that even cannabis, but something that's there and, and cannabis is mentioned and on this show, I talk about cannabis. So if it's mentioned, I really talk about it and it affects someone. Maybe there's somewhere in the state, you know, that allows smoking, maybe allows smoking cannabis and, you know, it, maybe it became an issue and that's why they brought it up or maybe they're just trying to close a loophole. Um, so yeah, so it's interesting that, you know, they did this in the first place that they introduced that in the first place. Cause I didn't even know that was an issue. Yeah. Um, cause every, you know, I've ever was, was starting to drink or, you know, they had area to smoke is either outside or they had a separate area that was connected to outside to smoke. So anyway, I don't know. Again, guys, this may pass, this may get to its first committee and die. This may get all the way to the floor and die. It may get all the way to the governor and die. It may get signed. I have no very beginning, so I'll keep tabs on all these cannabis stuff related things time we go. So just 
stay tuned. Uh, you guys will be updated regardless by me or host about it. Um, and I'm excited to talk about this is Addy I was talking about that she stumbled upon. And um, it's something that's pretty exciting and cool. Um, I actually know the doctor, Dr. Part of the study, you know, I've known him through years throughout the cannabis side on the medical uh, cannabis side and everything. And, you know, got to talk to him a bunch. And we um, even uh, got to hang out um, after one of the award ceremonies and stuff like that at one of the cannabis events. So it was really cool to talk to him and, awesome. you know, spent a lot of good time. So it's cool that, you know, seeing more of his research and everything being done and, you know, they're actually looking at it. So without further ado, could you please, you know, tell the people about this great yes. you know, study that you found? I would be happy to. Um, this was actually shared with me shared with me by one of my coworkers that, um, you know, has had their own journey in healing, and you know, dealing with stomach. So um, the specific title, it was conducted at UNM as, you know, does cannabis offer immediate relief from symptoms of nausea, but the product use matters. Okay. And I think that that's that an, it's, it's an important point yeah. to make because a lot of people will come in wanting relief or mm -hmm. healing, but they don't know how to go about it. And um, one of the things that they point out is that flour and concentrates yielded faster and greater relief than edibles or tinctures, while vaping yielded less relief than consuming cannabis via a joint or pipe. So I, I like that they pointed that out because a lot of people um, don't take into account the bioavailability yeah. of what they're consuming and you know how beneficial it is for whatever symptom to alleviate. Um, so I know my personal experience in beginning to you know experiment and decide what does and what does not work for me. Mm -hmm. I always encourage people if you're able to take um, flour through inhalation, I always encourage that first because it's a much more immediate effect. Yes. You're going to know whether or not you like the profile yeah. or the personal mm -hmm. flour as opposed to an edible where that's, that's like a full on commitment. You got to yeah. decide you're going to set time aside to mm -hmm. ingest it. Um, and then write out the, the psychoactive components, see if you even enjoy the benefits of utilizing it. And then you have to wait for your body to process it out. So some people just don't have that option to, to do, um, in which case, you know, flour is always a, a great go-to, but uh, something else that they pointed out here is that it's linked to the part of the brain because they were like, why is it so effective? And, you know, because of cannabis's ability to activate the CB1 receptors, they're actually linked to the part of your brain, let's see, such as the insular cortex, which is involved in interoception, conscious awareness of internal bodily status. Oh, wow. Which I thought was so cool because it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. So it's kind of if we're able to access that part of the brain and say, you know, hey, settle down, there's no reason to feel nauseous or sick or, you know, whatever, um, because a lot of people know that cannabis has been utilized for a long time to help um, patients enduring chemotherapy or uh, retreatment. It tends to help with nausea and it gives them appetite so that they have the strength to fight the cancer, um, which is incredible. But how many other existing conditions are there that you suffer from nausea as a yeah. secondary component to it. So I think it's great that they're utilizing this and looking into it and trying to find benefits for people that, you know, might not have a diagnosis, but mm -hmm. are still having a hard time managing yeah. regular life. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people I've, I've been meeting recently that have like IBS, right. you know, like, you know, like way more than I thought there would be. And so you know, this could help people, you know, with issues like that. Some of them, you know, that their triggers, are, you know, are wide range of things, you know, it's different per person too. So that, you know, that could help someone out who's maybe trying edibles to help them out with there me thinking, Oh, I don't want to smoke, but now they can look at this and say, Oh, you know, maybe I should try give it a try and see right. if this actually works for me because you want to use cannabis, but you want to use it effectively, Absolutely. you know, and efficiently. 
And so you don't want to waste your cannabis because it costs money. Right. Um, so you want to medicate in the correct way and manner. So this is great information to have. And it's great that we're figuring this out because beforehand it was just use cannabis. You know, it was just didn't matter what it was, it was just cannabis. And right. now we're finding out that there's different uses of cannabis to help different things. Now it's not saying that there's no place for edibles, no place to concentrate in vape or anything. No, no, no. It's just saying in this case for nausea, you know, smoking and flour seems to be a better choice, um, right. choice case in this scenario. So that's really interesting. I'm sure UNM is going to be studying this more. Um, and, you know, Dr. V Hill, you know, I'll be t- keeping a tab and looking at what else you got going on because this is so interesting. And I appreciate you guys doing that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. If you guys are curious to read the study uh, from UNM, I'm sure you can find it there on the website. But to make it more convenient, shared it to our Facebook. So, Please feel free to go back, find it. There's a ton of really wonderful educational resources. Nice. Cool. Well, appreciate that. And I think you have a bonus um, study for us about yes. bipolar disorder for, <laughs> yeah. for our, you know, educating the public piece that we're doing right now. Absolutely. Um, yes. But she found another piece, a bonus for you guys. And it's about bipolar disorder in cannabis. So go ahead and, you know, let's talk about that one. That's great. Yeah. So um, I'm. The difference between um, the bipolar disorder study and the one that UNM released, um, the bipolar ones by Verilief, if you're looking for it on our Facebook. Um, but again, a lot of these are anecdotally, you know, collected stories. So while some people have been able to share their testimony, we don't have actual data and statistics to whether or not it was a placebo effect or whether or not it can, you know, truly be linked to the efficacy of the flower. Uh, but I found this really, really interesting because you know, as I've begun my journey and I, I, I think there's a great time and place for synthetically manufactured drugs for certain demographics, but I think for studied um, individuals that want to conserve and protect the integrity of their kidneys and their liver and don't want to deal with long-term uh, chronic side effects, I think naturopathy is the way to go. That's just my personal opinion. Um, so I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we push. should be allowed yeah. to have those for our bodies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But this new research um, that they're utilizing saying that, you know, there's unique beneficial effects on Mm -hmm. the cognitive performance and goal-oriented behavior in people that suffer from bipolar disorder. Um, So in terms of dealing with the really severe mood swings, you know, going from being manic or depressed to super energetic and not having a whole lot of control between that, they're finding that they can reduce dopamine dopaminergenic transmissions in the brain, and that cannabis can also help suppress bipolar symptoms. So these are just the preliminary findings. um, And they're indicating that cannabis can actually help normalize the dopamine release and lead to improvements in goal drivers. Nice. So it's still very much in the beginning series of it. But I mean, that's exciting. It is. And for the people who are new to cannabis, can you break it down? Maybe a little crayon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Writing a crayon for the people who are just really new to cannabis in this. So um, for for mood disorders, you know, when there tends to be an imbalance in the chemicals, um, obviously all of these tend to be neurological. And we have CB1 and CB2 receptors in our brain and throughout our body. That's like you said, for some people, edibles is a better option. For some people, it's absorbed better when when more of the CB2 receptors are activated. So Basically, what all of this is saying is they're finding flour that is specific to mood enhancement. So um, in, in Barney, <laughs> you, you, you would walk in and ask for a flower that was more sativa dominant. 
because sativa dominant flower tends to have energizing and euphoric effects, yeah. uh, which tends to be linked to high limonene levels. Um, so if you wanna get into the terpenes of it, you want a limonene rich flower, um, would be my recommendation. Anything having to do with like chronic pain management, you're gonna want more myrcene, things like that. So it really helps. And you benefit more from educating yourself on on the sticks of the flower instead of just what THC percentage is it? Yeah, yeah. How high is it going to get you? Because a lot of people now that we've adopted adult use, not everybody necessarily wants to get and feel high. More yeah. people just want to feel healed. Yeah. So I, I think it's really exciting that we have studies like this that are nurturing that type of environment. Too, you know, and, and I'm actually a, a big um, proponent of microdosing. You know, I'm a huge fan of it. And I try to promote it all the time to my friends, you know, my, my elder friends, you know, people that I know that are a little older. And um, I'm just trying to kind of promote that because there's no need to sit there and just down a whole bowl. No. You know, like, there's just no necessarily need. And, you know, through microdosing, you can get the same medical benefit with less cannabis use. And it's it's amazing. And you get a better flavor, to be honest. Um, you get all the terpenes instead of trying to share a bowl with someone. Right. You know, if you're like, third in the you know in the lineup you're gonna get the worst part of it oh yeah no. that's like the worst part <laughs> being like third or fourth, fourth in rotation that sucks so you know like check out you know microdosing guys you know it's it's, it's been a while I'm always something that hasn't really done just but a lot of people finding bands i have tell me when you use cannabis you know the deep percent right you know, it's, it, it gets me too high. And you know what? Sometimes it is. And, you know, if you get certain cannabis with the right terpenes and, you know, THC, because I've had cannabis that's 16, 15% THC, but 3% to 5% terpene, that put me out. Yeah. That, that shit out of me. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, I, I was pretty stoned. And so it goes to show more to the plant than just THC, CBD. You know, there's there's right. a whole more loads of compounds that go with it. You know, it all works together and better together is what I like to say. Absolutely. It's the it's entourage effect. Yeah. Um, and just since we're talking CBD, because I'm, I'm part of that demographic. Yeah. I don't like to feel, um, I, I, don't, I don't use tea unless like my dad have a disability um you don't want to have i don't like i'm a volunteer so i to look for products where i can microdose we actually carry micro cubes at oh, Kingo, cool. um which usually are like two milligrams uh, in gummy edibles but another way to do that is to balance out your cbd and your thc so my favorite ways to do it is like uh maybe a one-to-one -one five milligrams of CBD and five milligrams of THC because mm -hmm. you can even half. Um, I actually try, I tend to, so it's grams of CBD, five milligrams of THC. That to me, that's, I'm sorry, 20 milligrams to two milligrams of THC. I okay. wasn't right. Yeah, 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 you got <laughs> so, it. <laughs> but, and for me, that was the perfect amount to kind of settle down my anxiety mm -hmm. and, help me get to sleep and get a good night's rest. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it goes back to what I say is every cannabis use is medical use, you know, yeah. and you know, that's a huge medical use. And of course there's people who do use cannabis party in July. I've been part of it before, you know, recreation. I'm going to enjoy recreation. Even though 
eight times. So most of the time, I'm used. If you're at a, at a gathering, someone pulls out a doobie, yeah, that's recreation, you know. But do you get some medical benefit? Well, if it helps you, then you did. Yeah. You know, if you got some kind of relief from it, then it helped you. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I just feel like that we do need to start pushing microdosing and you know these lower THC ones that have the high um, terpene profiles in them because it, it will help people out a little. Absolutely. Stop having the attack attack so the thc is you know in there we're like oh, oh my my 3d oh, for no. something to me oh those are yeah oh my god i'm dead uh, i'm dead those, i said what and she's like my heart's beating backwards and i was like this lady can't be serious but i i mean it, it has to be really scary when yeah. you're taken on to that psychoactive you weren't anticipating yeah you know you have someone like oh my god the number 11 is backwards <laughs> <laughs> you know just freaking out and you're like what? oh no that sounds terrifying <laughs> it does it's like guy thank you for me on Educate like we're doing. We're gonna move on the show. The very the show. I got honest things. We're gonna move the legislature. I know, but a lot is during the legislative session. Um, I guess um, Andrea Romero. She was one of the people who pushed and helped write the can the CRA or the Cannabis Regulation Act um, to get us, you know, adult use. She was um, giving us a heads up of what's to come for changes in the CRA soon. And she was saying that looks like they're going to try to micro bit more cannabis to now they're 150. And it was going to add that to the amount that the big guy to 50,000 percent, 22,000 is worth of money, which I think is what we pushed really when they were going for legalization. We kept telling them that no, 50 just isn't enough. Um, at first, they wanted to do 100. Uh, and we're like, there's a way. I even told him, I was like, I think a thousand to two thousand plants would be, you know, more than enough for them. Because I mean, the big producers, they get twenty thousand plants. You know, like, yeah. what's two thousand plants to twenty thousand plants? You know, like that's, you know, oranges and grapes there at that. Uh, so you know, there's a way. Really, this guy's two plants. My ass, and they'll have a thousand. Well, better thousand plants growing, and it's killing. You know, you better. And you're, so I think. It's, it's fair. I mean, it makes it a little bit more competitive for the micros themselves. You know, they can go around and, you know, check different places. Um, there's more competition for the retails um, as well. You know, they can get more um, availability from these establishments because they can produce more, you know, and that helps New Mexico overall because not every place in New Mexico has a large producer. You know, like there's a lot of micro producers out there doing it on a small scale. And if they've probably had some fun, can up. And thousands. Yeah. Maybe let's start at the two fifty. Well, I am curious how that would maximize financial mm -hmm. if you're for that amount of plants. Suddenly, you spare. It's not what you earn. I would hope that they've been successful enough to go ahead and adopt that. Me too, and I hope you guys have uh, saved your money and um, have uh, invested it wisely into your business <laughs> to allow you to do that. Um, so. This is something that if you are a micro business or you plan to become one, contact your legislators, let them know this is something that you want. Because me as an advocate myself and in the industry for something, for, and I think it needs, you know, I think it needs to be added. Um, um, so with the 
of it that Manjir mentioned was money and industry quality. Mexico, sure, have any studies going on when it comes to the industry at all? Or I haven't. We have a very yeah. broad demographic that yeah. comes in just to our dispensary alone. Mm-hmm. And um, just based upon what I've seen in visiting other dispensaries and, you know, um, areas like that, it's a very diverse group and yeah. everybody's embraced. So, yeah. And I think they're more or less meaning like the, the ownership businesses make uh, sure, oh. you know, you know, and then yeah. are all industry and uh, really smush and, you know, people on the deck talk and being able to industry all around. I heard that from the very beginning, like I didn't realize how expensive it was, you know, like uh, how much does it cost to get in? And when you tell them the figures and the numbers that, you know, sometimes just to get started on a micro, it could cost you up to where $500,000, you know, if you want something state of the art or, you know, good, you don't want to do outdoor then their eyes just be like, what? Or they tell them, you tell them how much one light costs, you know, yeah. and they go, oh my God, times that by however many I need. And you, it adds up. So, yeah, I think this is um, something good for um, the industry to talk about. I don't know if it's like actively going on though. Um, and it could be an issue that I just don't know about. You know, or, you know, that's not real. Um, but yeah, I think it should be visited. You know, we're a poor state. So, you know, I guess it is something that, you know, they, they could be worried about. And of course, money, you know, they're probably taxes. Um, and they just want to make sure that taxes are probably going to the same, to the right, correct places that they should be. Because um, from what I've seen, they're introducing bills, just kind of tweak things here and there to make sure that the funds are going to the right, correct places instead of being thrown wherever. So those are the kind of the changes that Romero is saying. If there's any more guys, I'm going to update you. Once they do post that or drop the bill for the, <clears throat> the changes to the CRA, I'll post it on my own socials. Um, I'll tag whoever if you want. I can tag you yeah, in my please. post. Yeah, so that we, you guys can stay up to date and we'll stay, I'll, I'll stay up to date. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, moving on to our last bonus thing uh, after that is looks like Las Vegas, Nevada has added their first consumption hotel. <clears throat> That's actually really interesting because not many places have really adapted consumption lounges, um, but to see a consumption hotel, that's really cool because it's a whole floor, you know, in New Mexico, we're allowed to do that, but it's only, I think 10% of the rooms of your hotel allowed to be smoking and that's tobacco or cannabis. And so to see a whole floor, they must either have a lot of rooms or you know, their laws are totally different. So what do you, what do you, what do you think about that? Is it kind of cool? I mean, what do you, I, <laughs> um, I feel like you kind of fall into a black hole once you land on the strip in Las Vegas. <laughs> in, you know, a normal yeah. I can't imagine. Um, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. And just based on the other things that Vegas has done with, with their resources, I, I think it's at least an experience to be had. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, if you guys never had a chance to go to a consumption lounge, try it. It's fun. You know, we have one here in Las Cruces. I think there's a, a couple more opening up. I, I believe they have two more. Yeah, yeah, there's two more. Um, one used to be one of the liquor stores um, here in town. as on the other side. But, I mean, it's really great. One's going to be like a sport theme, like, you know, like a sports okay. bar kind of theme. And that, that's cool. You know, like, yeah. I like sports, but I don't want to go somewhere and have to listen to a drunk asshole all day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like, I, I just, I don't want to deal with that. I'm sorry. I'd rather go. Nobody chill. Does. Yeah. Like I get cheering. Don't get me wrong. I love to get the cheering, get, you know, cheering for your sports team. But you know, that drunk guy, oh, we all know. That I, I would have laid that guy. Oh, You're man. not in the UFC. <laughs> Not even in the corner, settle down. Yeah, it's like, chill out, bro. At least when you're smoking, you're like, 
Oh, I couldn't do that at all. That guy's <laughs> talented. Oh, he's so talented. That's excellent. Yeah. I like that comparison. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're a little more humble when you're stoned right. versus you're drunk. You're like, oh, yeah, I can do that. Hold my beer. It's like, I'm not doing no. that. And you can hold the joint for a second. self-grandiosity versus realism exactly you know like uh, which one am i gonna take you know i've been a part of both and i think i'll take the one with reality (laughs) so anyway guys uh, that was it for the bonuses and that is it for the show actually and uh, ashley thank you again for like showing up and being on the show again with me i really enjoy it yeah thank you and i you know i look forward to the next time you come on the show with me and everything so um again if you want you can do the outro i know how to do it (laughs) <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in and, and hanging out with us on the show we look forward to meeting with you again take care awesome all right guys well that was a good show i'll see you again next week of ask chad grassy logic again subscribe follow whatever you got to do to know when i'm talking all right guys see you again shoot